0: Louise Cooney's Open Book, a Go Loud original podcast. Hello guys, you're very welcome back to Open Book. I'm here today with Sarah, our producer, and we're going to chat through what's in our good books and bad books. As usual, we've got some emails in this week i think we're going to chat about and we're going to give you a preview of next week's episode with Aving gary which i'm so excited for you to hear it's honestly she's just an amazing speaker and storyteller i think you're going to love it <laughs> so my bad books this week is sadly calamari because yeah. i got food poisoning on sunday after which i'm so sad oh, about no. i love seafood i was living my best seafood life in sligo at the weekend eating all of it. So it really could have been anything, but I'm going to guess it was the last thing I ate. Mm -hmm. And I was so, so sick. And like anyone who's had food poisoning, which is probably most people at some stage, like you're just so violently sick for a short period of time, thank God. But it's my second time this year getting it. I was only thinking on the way in here. After COVID, I've honestly never gotten sick so often as I have this year, between colds and mouth ulcers and like food poisoning I'm like my immune system must really be down yeah like when I say it to my friends they're like oh you're probably just stressed and I'm like I'd say it's something to do with being locked up for so long yeah well not that we're locked locked up but you know what I mean like not being really around as many people as we would have normally been around
1: totally yeah my mum would say to you now you need to get yourself good tonic I take so many vitamins as well. Like I, I really do. Because
0: I'm like, I don't want to... I'm like, like I'm an I'm old woman. i in
1: my bathroom here.
0: Maybe it's because I turned 30. Maybe that's it. <laughs> Maybe I'm just... You're being punished.
1: <laughs> I read a book this year. It's called... Um, uh, is it Shopping in Kmart? And it's, it's set in... Well, it's actually set in the States. But the girl is um, from South Korea. Uh, she's half South Korean. And anyway, supposedly over there, people just expect to get food poisoning like four times a year because they're such adventurous eaters. Mm. So maybe you're getting food poisoning because you're just upping your game when it comes to, you know, your diet, meals out, trying new things, new restaurants and that's a post-COVID <laughs> thing as well. You're just spreading your your wings a little bit dietarily. Oh
0: God, that's so funny, that's so true. It reminds me of a conversation I had earlier. I was chatting with um, another lady who owns a clothing business and she was like, have you been out to China yet? But I haven't because um, with with Covid and stuff, I think they still have restrictions and you have to quarantine and stuff. I have to look that up because I really do want to get out there. But um, she was saying when she went out there, she went to a really remote part and they bring you out for for food and t- to like host you. And it's really rude. Like she'd looked up all the customs. It's rude not to eat what you're given. And she ordered soup. She's like, this looks nice and safe. Chicken soup. It arrived with the chicken head floating in the soup. What? And she was like, I just cannot eat this. So she had to strain the soup from with that, and she had to eat it
1: because she didn't want to be rude. Oh, merciful <laughs> hour! Jeez, you wouldn't want to be vegetarian over there. Oh my oh God! My I know. God. Yeah, face to face. I don't know if food. I'm
0: quite that adventurous, especially not after this week. But yeah, that's in my bad books. What about you? What's in your bad books? Driving. Mm, oh. I feel yeah.
1: Oh, I'm. I'm actually. I've. I learned how to drive when I was 18, and I was so thrilled with myself. I got three jobs one summer so that i could buy my own car i know oh, um, yeah thank you thank you very much and i've always loved it But recently, I think because with this new job, I'm just so fucking sick and tired of it. Mm. Like, it's just driving me demented. Literally. Literally. (laughs) literally. Um, I feel like I've honestly spent the last month stuck in traffic Mm. or trying to parallel park or filling up this beast that News Talk have given me to drive around in very generously. And I am very grateful for it. Um, But like last week, for example... I had a report in Galway, I had to be there on Thursday. And then I had this other report. And it was in court, well, it was on Wednesday. Mm. And it was for breakthrough cancer research. And so, you know, I would have been chatting with a lot of people who either lost a relative or had, or were, were survivors of cancer, and three out of four of them were in Cork. So I was like, I ah, can't really do that over the phone. No. yeah, You know, so um, I was like, Oh, okay, you know, I'll, I'll head down to Cork. But I said it to my editor, and he was like, so that's a lot of driving. Me being someone who spent most of their life in the pail I was like oh no it's grand I'm just gonna swing by Cork on my way to Galway like 12 hours later I'm finally back home oh my god oh you did you get caught in traffic uh it was I had to go to all these different locations uh, and stuff oh and Cork is things. huge oh.
0: so you know my west my sorry my spritzer six seven spritz oh yeah that's made down in west Cork and from Limerick which is where I'm from yeah it took me three and a half hours one day to drive down there because it's, it's like west-west Cork it's like the oh. bottom and it's all like you can go through Cork City it takes a bit longer yeah. but it's a nicer road I took every back road you can imagine <laughs> but I get that when it comes to driving I hate driving at night and especially oh. with the weather at the moment because when it's like
1: raining mm. I just really do I feel like scared do you know I just really? yeah I was saying if I won the lotto the first thing I'd do is hire a chauffeur mm. just outsource it and then you can sit in the back you can read a book you can Listen to your podcast. The other thing is that people keep calling the station complaining about my driving.
0: (laughs) No, really, (laughs)
1: because we've talked about this before. I, I, I've been clamped a lot in my lifetime. I've got more penalty points than I would like to admit. But now I'm rolling around in this thing that's like wrapped with, you know, news talk signage. Oh no, so you're not
0: discreet.
1: No, and then every time I come back to my car, wherever it's parked, whether it's parked well or parked badly, most usually the latter. There's inevitably some member of the public loitering around the car. It's like, oh, no, here we go. And they're like, oh, what do you make of Sean Moncrief? And I'm like, oh, I just want to go home. Oh, my God. It's a complete disaster. (laughs) I'm thinking about just giving up my license at this point. (laughs) Sounds like you're not far off, though. (laughs) It might might be taken out of my hands, actually, to be fair. Um, What's in your good books?
0: My good books. Okay, so uh, I'm going to, I was going to dive into this later, but I may as well just talk about it now. I was at um, a Going for Growth, it's called, oh. forum yesterday and today. Wow. It's um, a program run by Enterprise Ireland and KPMG for women entrepreneurs. Wow. It's honestly like so amazing. They've got three different stages in the group, starting strong, which is for businesses usually two years and under, mm. and then going for growth, which is, you know, if you're over a certain threshold, say, of, you know, over two years in business and you've got a certain revenue stream coming in and then there's continuing momentum when you've kind of reached, you know, you're doing well and you just want continued guidance and there's lead entrepreneurs at every table and you have a group around you with no competitors. There was six... Um, people at my table and we were all start, we were all in the starting strong group because I mm-hmm. have clue active which is like my activewear yes. business no better woman and honestly like I wouldn't have a clue what I was doing half the time if it wasn't for them and like, you just feel like so isolated and like the people in the room like it's so inspiring like Chupi was our you know Chupi the yes, Irish yes I'm wearing
1: Chupi right now oh, oh yeah. my god yes
0: um she's an Irish diamond jewellery designer and her stuff is incredible gorgeous and just the marketing behind everything she does is so impressive yes. and Bridget Dunahoo who was like what the director of Primark for years brought it global she was there and Oh, there was just so many incredible, loads of really impressive tech people, and it's so interesting to hear from people in different arenas because yes. I think sometimes you can get so caught up in what you do, mm-hmm. you feel very small, and it's it's nice, you know, yeah, it's it's totally. a nice feeling,
1: like you know. I'd um, say they were so interested to hear about you know you and all of the stuff that you're doing as well. It's, I feel so embarrassed, like I'm like we still be ridiculous, you know, like they'd be like, and you've so many followers, and I'm like that that's not why I'm here though, and I don't and I don't. <laughs> really (laughs) Like, I just, like, because
0: that's just so not their world, you know? It's like a totally different world. And, like, but
1: you're a one woman machine with all the different things you have going on. And, but anyway, the reason I brought this up was because,
0: um, when this was founded, it was, it was founded by Paula Fitzsimons. She's a really, really impressive, like, like she encourages women in, in entrepreneurship so much. Mm-hmm. When she found it, I have to oh God if I could remember these numbers off the top of my head. I heard it about three times today, but um, <laughs> basically there was two to one men starting businesses for women, and now it's oh. one to one point two to one, and that's in the space of like fourteen, fifteen years. Wow. Um. There is now here oh, oh, we go now the numbers again. There's now a thousand women every either month or year, applying... This is useless. No, there's
1: this a- is so interesting. But what do they put that down to? What's the increase down to? Um,
0: probably having, you know, people to look up to and yes. the changing the conversation and...
1: you got to see it to be it.
0: Yeah, so there's over 850 people have gone through it in the 14, 15 years. It's hard to get on to. Yeah. But it's amazing, like, and the support, like, if you ask a question, you know the way, like, if you're mm-hmm. looking for help, you don't think maybe... Maybe you don't always think people are gonna help you. Yes. You ask these people and they will literally take you by the hand, bring you over to who you need. Mm. Is there anything else I can help you with? Follow yes. up, check how you're doing. It's amazing. Like it's it's such an incredible supportive, helpful, positive thing. And like it's all the lead entrepreneurs who get involved, all these really, really successful women, they do it for free. Like they volunteer to give up their time to give back and to Mm. help people. And they, they all get something from it too. You know, they're learning from maybe not us but from probably the conversations and
1: No I'm sure they are learning from you yeah, I mean, well. that's exactly what they probably mean mm. when they're talking about the followers they probably know all of the other things you have going on mm-hmm. but that's such you know a strength of yours to be able to appeal to so many people and to build connections mm. and you know make make something more out of that as well it's not just for its own sake I'm that's never
0: amazing. as quiet as I am as, like, when I sit in this group though it's so funny ah. like I'm literally like scared to talk I had to last night there was a dinner and there was an, like the idea around it was we were all whoever wanted to give spot prizes could. So I gave a spot prize for Clue. And if you gave a spot prize, you got two minutes to introduce your business to the room. And like there were some like really, really like impressive people in there. So, you, you know, you want to get on their radar mm-hmm. and you want them to support and love your product. yeah So Mary McKenna, she owns Tour America and Cruise Oh, I forget, Cruise Line? Oh, I forget what the name of the company is, but something to... Cruises, Celebrity Cruises? Oh, I think I know that woman. Celebrity Cruises, I think. But she's really, really impressive. Like, oh my God, like what she's done. And she was there and she spoke to us and just the business she's created and the, the work she's created in the economy and stuff. And it's just so nice to see women doing it when there used to be a lot more men than women.
1: Yeah, and I know? think a big part of that also, we've talked about you got to see it to be it. But it also having connections is huge. Mentorship Everything. is huge. Everything, like, You know, I guess they, they always talk about like, you know, the old boys club and there's all of those sort of like soft barriers when it comes to women being successful in mm-hmm. career and in business and something like that just like completely demolishes them, which is amazing to but be I, part of. But I do find as well, like they say you get from it what you give.
0: You don't. You know it does not the other way around like yes. what you give to people and to the group is what you get back and like that's what i'm finding the more i'm working in this mm. arena like the more i tell people oh, you need to do this this is going to be really helpful the more they think of me when something they see comes up you know and it's like yes. or like even a while ago i was like oh that opens tomorrow you have to apply for that so anyone who's listening who might be interested the the next cycle opens tomorrow so You know, I was telling my friend a while ago, I was like, you need to apply for this. Like, it would be honestly so good for you. Mm
1: -hmm. She's like, oh, why didn't I tell you about this other thing? You know, and it's it's just like...
0: we all just need to help each other
1: you know we need to raise each other up absolutely there's a quote quote? actually I was going to yeah
0: there's a special place in hell for women who don't help each other kind of (laughs) a negative spin on a positive (laughs) positive way of thinking but
1: yeah but I think that that's what what women naturally do anyway but we're kind of and it's not just women it's men as well I think that the way that business has been set up in capitalism it's been a little bit more doggy dog but just because it's the way it has been doesn't mean it's the way it should be or the way it will be going forward
0: listen to me going on and on I literally he was driving in here right and there was some there was a man parked in a yellow box and I like I was running a few minutes late because of mm-hmm. the traffic and he didn't even look to acknowledge me and I was like typical man <laughs> typical. I, was like, that, I was like Louise that is so <laughs> wrong I was like and I don't normally think, I'm like I, you know I of spent the course, room in, you know I spent the last two days in a room full <laughs> yeah, of women and I'm like, they yeah. wouldn't do that to yeah. me <laughs>
1: If women ran the world, Beyonce
0: was right. Taylor Swift, the man playing in the background.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Love it. it. What's in your good books? Well, actually, staying on theme of, uh, I guess, women being the better gender, um, divine femininity. It's all about divine femininity for me. Okay, I've heard the phrase, but I need it re re explained to me. I forget what it means. Okay, so a bit of context. I'm just back from an all women's yoga retreat. (laughs) Mm -hmm. in Portugal, um, run by Sarah Shannon, who very interestingly was a corporate lawyer and who has now gone the complete opposite way. And she's a total yogi and a guru of everything, cyclical wisdom, divine Mm. femininity, all the rest of it. So it's all about reconnecting with the earth and with the seasons and with nature and specifically with the moon and moon cycles and, you know, how that might relate to your own menstrual cycle. And then the other thing we were talking about, which is not dissimilar, was also a Celtic wisdom. So, so, you know, we all know about the various different festivals, whether it's Samhain or and really trying to be clear about what the meaning behind those was when our ancestors built their year around them and trying to honour all of the different phases of not just the year and the seasons, but, you know, of our own years and our own seasons. But the retreat I was on was called Wild and Free, and it's all about finding your internal wild woman, So the wild woman is, you know, spontaneous and energetic and free. And most importantly, she's in touch with her instincts. So I suppose it was that week that I was away was about kind of reconnecting with my gut and my instincts as a wild woman. You definitely seem to have more of a spark
0: about you than the last time.
1: Oh, thank you. Looking at just a little bit more wild and free. (laughs) Um, If people are interested, there is an amazing book called Women Who Run With The Wolves. And it's by a writer called Clarissa Pincola Estes. Uh, I shall link the title and the author's very beautiful, but also difficult to pronounce name in the description of this podcast.
0: What, what else did you learn on your
1: trip? What else did I learn? Give um, oh. us three things you came away with. Okay. So, one of the things that I've come away with is the need to make the mundane sacred. Yeah. Enjoy the simple things. That is such a good way of putting it. Because the <laughs> first couple of days that she was saying that, I was like, "Well, oh, I'm not even a religious, blah blah blah. But you're so right. It's like literally about lighting yourself a lovely candle in the mm-hmm. morning as you're getting ready in your bathroom. Like really just putting in the small efforts to make your life feel so much more right. beautiful, full, happy. So I
0: guess lockdown start of it was a bit like a retreat for me because it was like really like dead yes. was, like, stuck in the house and my had moved home from New York so life was very very different so I, I remember I, I recently re-watched a video I did like eight lessons I learned in lockdown wow. and that was one of them that I like simple things make me the happiest and like I would really try and take you know pay attention to them like having a coffee playing with the dogs cooking dinner with my mom yes. going for a walk a nice sunny day a lovely sunset all these little things and so, yeah. not one of those is expensive yeah and they, i mean Amazing i kind too. of I like. I know that. I still know that. Like, I literally thought this five minutes ago. Looking at the window, I'm like, "Is that a lovely
1: blue sky?" Sarah, isn't that just beautiful? Yeah, and
0: I mean it. Like, cheer. Look, like, yeah. So, yeah, I
1: agree. Yes, making the one um, day sacred. Sacred, exactly. And so, the way I've done that in my own home is, I have created for myself. Um, if people haven't switched off already, they switch off now. An altar <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: to the moon. Okay. All right. We'll talk about this after number two. <laughs> What's number two? Cliffhanger on the altar front. Okay, um, <laughs> number two would definitely be journaling. Oh, yeah. I've started. So I never, ever journaled before. I was like, Did oh, you not ever? Diary. No, no way. I mean, I have a million journals that I started and like gave up after. Even as a page. kid? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God, no way. I know, I know. And then at one point I was like, I'm going to make audio journals. And then I was like, wow, that's my job. I don't need to be doing that in my own time. But what I've implemented is morning pages. And so... Oh,
0: my God, I just listened to Georgie Crawford's podcast with um, Courtney Smith. Oh, my Have gosh, you listened to no that? Way. No, I haven't. Anyone who's gone through grief or going through grief, like a loss of someone yes. close to them, it's really, really good. And she... She speaks really highly of the morning pages. Morning pages, yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So essentially, this comes from uh, Julia Cameron's book, The Artist's Way. And her morning pages is that you have three pages I think she says a four, but it's really just having a goal. And literally, the first thing that you do in the morning, what I am doing now, I'm going to my lovely altar. I'm lighting some incense. I'm lighting my intention candles, and then I'm doing my morning pages. So it's like literally just getting the scuff out of your mm. brain, writing whatever comes into your mind, and filling three pages. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, you'll do more, but that's your goal is to kind of do three pages. And I'm really finding it's helping me begin the day with sort of less clutter. Yeah. You know? I, I don't think it's sustainable. I think it's. Hard. I think
0: it's a lovely idea I don't think it's sustainable to do that level of writing forever every morning okay but bullet points even like I do three bullet points every night well I don't do it every night but I try to do it every night when I'm at home um of things like good things simple things that I'm happy for or good things that happen that day yes even if i especially actually if I've had a bad day you know because wow. still, I think I've probably said this before but yeah I try and do that and I find that really really helps you know definitely
1: especially the, what you're saying is sort of like you know what am I grateful for mm, as well isn't it yes and yeah, yeah that's exactly really important because we have the negativity bias we're constantly you know being drawn to what could have been better yeah. as opposed to what was good I
0: just don't want to become like a complainer you know what I mean I don't want to yeah, be yeah you don't want to be a man I'm just like I have a lot like we're all lucky you know what I mean and I'm, yes. I'm just like let's pay attention to the good things I know obviously things can go wrong and it's so frustrating but like let's focus on what's good and important yeah, you know
1: absolutely what's and then third thing Third. New trois, um, is actually really appreciating the power of female friendship, mm-hmm. which sounds incredibly Lena Dunham of me. But um, I've probably become over the last few years, maybe a bit mistrustful of other women, to be honest. And I guess that kind of comes from, you know, being in acting and in the career I'm in now where you're constantly being pitted against other women for whether it's parts or whether it's promotions. Um, And then, you know, I've had kind of a tricky time when it comes to female friendship as well. I'm so lucky in my really close friends. But then in my kind of wider group, I think I've had a few friendships that maybe I shouldn't have been in. I didn't realise I'd become so mistrustful of other women, I guess. Mm. And it was really nice to be kind of, it almost felt like going back into the womb. When I was on retreat, because it was only women and it was only positivity and it was only kind of openness and sharing and vulnerability. But I think as well,
0: like you make new friends the whole way throughout your life. You know, you do. Yeah. Like, and I I was listening to another podcast, guys. I obviously was doing a Georgie Crawford binge this week. And it was about um, ghosting when it comes to friends. I don't know if that's ever happened, but you know when you kind of drift a little bit from people and you're like, have I done something or, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you can try to a certain point and you're like, you know what, I'm not trying anymore. Yeah. And it was really just interesting to listen to to another person's perspective on that. Mm. She was, they were saying, there was a two person podcast, they were saying people come into your life for a season, a reason or for life, you know, Mm. and I just kind of like that. It's like, it's a nice way to look at it. And if, you know, if you've... And you know, there's certain friendships that you smile and wave out of. You know, it's time to move on. You know, I loved having you here; it was great. Have fun on your next friendship. You
1: know, (laughs) absolutely. Okay,
0: question: How did you really enjoy the retreat? Oh my, I had an absolute. Because I know they're expensive. I've looked them up before.
1: Do you know what? It wasn't that expensive, if I think about it. So, um, just for full transparency, it was like a thousand two hundred and fifty euro for how long? For Six days, five nights. Oh, that's not too but in bad. Fairness, no, that was all my food. Um, flights? No, it wasn't flights. Uh, but it was a accommodation as well. Okay. And if you book early enough, you can certainly get early bird, and it'll be even cheaper again. Cheaper flights. Oh, it was just so lovely, Louise. And it was like, really like the experience that you had was kind of sisterhood in a masculine environment. and This Mm. is like sisterhood in a really feminine environment. Mm. And I love meeting new people. It was a really nice way of doing that. Um, Do you think you made friends you'll like have forever? Definitely, yeah. Because it's run by an Irish girl. A lot of us are like already in a WhatsApp group in Dublin. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, yeah. So we were like, uh, we need to go to our like witchy events together. So on on this coming um, Sunday, there is... Uh, full moon event on County cool. Beach, and so yeah, I've of heard of those before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm really excited about that. It's always really nice to put yourself a little bit out of your comfort zone, as yeah.
0: It? And you know, actually, you can do those retreats and stuff in Ireland sometimes as well. I know yeah. that Yoga Mara have they do yoga retreats. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of them? No. They're we based, but I went to one in Knockask before covid i'm not sure where they're doing them now but you can probably look it up and i saw that georgie crawford from the good glow she's just started doing retreats she did one down the wicklow escape there last weekend oh
1: wow very good like she's offering retreats now. yeah they're
0: like wellness retreats like yeah 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 yeah. Yeah.
1: so maybe it's just getting to that age where i'm a little bit like i don't really want to be drinking on a beach for a week like lies
0: i saw you had a glass of wine in your hand it was one glass (laughs) I I I remember I went with to this yoga retreat up in Loch Esk with my two roommates and my friend Derv, who actually got married up there last weekend. (laughs) We're probably the only people to go to a yoga retreat and turn it into a wine drinking Ah. weekend and having to go to yoga hungover every morning. It's
1: all about balance, Louise. All about the balance. balance.
0: We ended up in Donegal town, out in a random pub.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Good times. Amazing. Good times. (laughs) I approve. I approve this message will we go to letters from the literati oh yes sure let's do it <laughs> so we got an email in did we yeah I was. <laughs> don't say it like that <laughs> so i just plucked at random one of our multiple emails um and uh, this comes in from una hello una Oh, hi, Una. Hi, Una. Um, she says, Hi, girls. Really enjoying the podcast. And I'm following the book club, too. However, the book referenced by Margaret Atwood was not the same one that Kathy Kelly said. Rap on the knuckles to me. It was by Survivor Man Les Stroud. Kathy Kelly referenced John Wiseman's book. Okay. Thank you, Una, for that clarification. <laughs> no, no, thank you for getting in touch with that, Una. She also says, I really enjoyed the Andrea Mara episode. Found her through Louise's book club too. Oh, I love that.
0: Yeah, yeah
1: I love Andrea Mara's
0: episode. She's so honest and she's so open. And I think it's it's amazing how she's turned her career around. And Isn't it? so different what she's doing now.
1: <laughs> like- so different. And I really enjoyed what she said about discipline and yes. how you can't, control a lot of things like you can't control look you can't you can't really control talent skill and talent are a bit different but it's very clear that she brings to writing Mm -hmm. what she brought to her career in finance which Mm. is like she seems like really organized really together really disciplined Mm -hmm. and she's been able to apply that then to this new career and Mm -hmm. now she's churning out the books it's unbelievable Mm -hmm. it was interesting to hear though that she really looks up to another writer. Oh, yeah, Joe says, Spain. Like, Joe mm-hmm. Spain! She seems to be an absolute machine when it comes mm-hmm. to writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I mean, what one to two books a year. <laughs> Crazy. And then screenplays and all sorts of things like that. So, her answer to your question if she could take a leaf out of anyone else's book, whose would be hers? Mm-hmm. Was, was Joe Spain, I'm pretty sure. What would yours be? Whose book would you take a leaf from, and why? I think I have a lot
0: of people, like, for different reasons. Um, but just coming on from what we were just talking about, Choopy, who's the, who the lead at our table. Yeah. Like I admire her so much building what she's built from the ground up, you know, self-funded. Like she owns 100% of her business still, which is wow. like incredible. Like a, a lot of businesses aren't set up like that, you know, yeah, because yeah. it takes a lot of money to, to do that. And it takes obviously a lot of time. She's 10 years in business, I think, this year. Wow. And just what she's done and how she's pivoted and, you she's know. She's
1: such a lovely person as well. Yeah,
0: she is. And she gives a lot of her time and like growing businesses, like, I suppose that's something I've learned. And that's something I kind of have to remind myself of as well. It's not like a straight line up from, yes. you know what I mean? It's like there's, there's always going to be things that happen. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whether it's COVID or, you know the recession dooming or inflation Mm. there's always something and I really admire her like attitude to always finding opportunities and staying positive and being super organized as well I'd love to be a bit like that and then I suppose in other sense in other senses I'm like I'd love to be a little bit more chilled and just like I'd love to be just happy with doing my nine-to-five and like (laughs) you know like not carry around that level of guilt um Mm. yeah I don't know it's a weird one like you know what about you? Who's Whose would you take
1: well, a leaf out of? I was trying to think about this. I was like, you know, oh, I'm sure that there's someone in my life who's incredibly inspirational. And he is inspirational in his way. But I would take a leaf out of my dad's book. Oh, for yeah? For sure. And look, he's a great dad. He's a, a lovely man. Very patient, very generous. But the reason I would take a leaf out of his book is because he is the most chilled person going. Mm-hmm. He is a middle class retiree and loving it mm. and there's if I was to come back in another life who would I come back as a middle class retiree like mm. it's unbelievable he's up and down to all different parts of the country on the train he's reading to his heart's content I walked past him the other day treating himself to a plate of oysters outside Davy Burns of a Tuesday oh like God, he's nice. just really able to relax careful in... of
0: food poisoning <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah okay, shelf, but, Uh he's just really able to relax because you know I was he's he's put in the work you know and mm. he's gotten to that stage in his life where he can really just enjoy things I would just kind of love to skip the chapters in my book where I have to put the work in and just go straight to dad's chapter 65 well, where he's sitting out having a bottle of sense there. I was just
0: thinking about this on the way in I was like if I could take a page out of someone's book yes I would sk- like like that skip to chapter 10 of, of the you know where you're where you want to be you know yes, in terms yeah. of I suppose if I'm just kind of thinking in terms of business now but then just saying this out loud I'm like you miss all the fun along the way I guess it's about
1: like that's true you
0: kind of have to say it out loud and be like right this is actually where the fun happens if you could stay positive and make friends and laugh the hard times you know sometimes cry at them that's fine but (laughs) like
1: that happens too like that's
0: the best part, and they're probably the memories you'll appreciate the most.
1: You're not gonna enjoy your oysters outside Davy Birds yeah. if you haven't earned them, I guess, or yeah. been through the drudge, or made friends with the people who are going to share them with you. Or, yes. you know, made children who are gonna leech off you and uh, have a nice little sunset <laughs> on their lunch break. Should we move on to talk about the book?
0: Book lovers. Book lovers. Yay. So we finished and we were just saying before, I found it very long.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's a doozy, it's a doozy. Like I loved her style,
0: I, lo- I did like the story but I just felt like it was a bit, a bit too slow moving for me mm-hmm. I, and I do blame that on the season of life right now. I just think life is so busy that I don't have the time to really sit down and, you know, mm-hmm. listen to everything we described in every sense of every, you know, every part of every sentence. Yes. So, yeah. um, but I did really like it, I loved that... Like, I loved the characters in it. I loved that the man wasn't evil because I think a lot of the time in love stories like this, you know, he can be portrayed quite like a bad yeah. person. Neither of them were bad people. They were they had their flaws, they had their pasts. And um, I think the way that they came together, even though you could probably see that from the first couple of chapters that that was going to happen but Mm -hmm. it, it was lovely like it was it was like romantic and not perfect but cute you know
1: yeah true true I'm not a huge fan of romance novels I think that that's sort of what I've learned Maybe because I totally agree with what you're saying, and I actually did enjoy Emily Henry's writing, um, and I felt as though the characters that I met I hadn't met before in a book, which Mm is you know um, I read quite a lot, so that's Mm. that's quite a feat. Um, I also found the sex scenes to be a bit odd.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I kind of just like skimmed past That's those. That's what
1: I was thinking. I was like, I... after all the detail of every... I don't even want to know. You know, oh, I'm know. like... That's what I'm saying. like, so. mean, If someone is reading this book, right, they know the ins and the outs of it. OK, we don't need to come across the word thrust okay mm-hmm. i'm not interested i find it it's really weird because in other books
0: it works quite well
1: i don't think it really does i much prefer when it's like maybe i don't know tied up in some sort of poetic bow and you know it's a wink wink nod nod and you know then we embraced or whatever but i just <laughs> don't i just honestly I, I don't i don't i don't need to feel as though i'm i'm watching soft core porn when yeah, I'm reading a book it just, just doesn't fit with that book
0: but no, the other thing it's was it's um another theme I think I saw on this was like don't judge a book by its cover yes namely the book because that it just was very different than what I expected to be looking at the cover yeah literally and um, also the characters like when they first met they did they completely judged each other misjudged each other and yes. they fell in love with each other in the end so I thought that was interesting
1: um That's true. And I, I, again, I really enjoyed the the dynamic with her and her sister. I liked the backstory with her mum. And I also thought it was interesting. And actually, in fairness, I did drop my jaw when it was revealed that he wasn't his father's son. I thought that that was very interesting. And actually, I was like, I need a book written about that whole scenario. Um, His mum, you know, being with this curator and then his dad being engaged uh and then finding each other after eight years, I was like, that's the story I wanna read. Mm-hmm. Um another thing I will see is I don't enjoy an epilogue. I want an moratorium on epilogues. I really don't see the need for them and I feel as though every time I read an epilogue I'm like, oh, the writer isn't convinced by their own story. They like have to give people a happy ending. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They have to assure or reassure the the audience or the reader that everything turned out okay in the end.
0: I Which really I, I kind of that. like the peace of mind and
1: I'm only <laughs> thinking recently
0: that nearly every book I've read recently has got an epilogue but yeah that's because I like, I'm like. i like okay good book yeah. oh,
1: <laughs> And done Thank God Scene Worth
0: finishing <laughs> <laughs> um, Another thing I got from it was she says it, it was kind of close to the end maybe it's possible to have more than one home to belong to different places because yeah. Libby obviously is from New York but she wants to move to this small town mm-hmm. Do you think there's anywhere like that for you?
1: That's a really good question. Because you're from
0: Dublin, you live in
1: Dublin. Well, I'm actually not from Dublin, I'm from Drogheda, I'm from Meath. Oh, sorry. (laughs) No, don't worry about it, I know, I know what I sound like. Suburbs. Fair enough. The pale, still. Uh, Basically, it is, basically. Where would be like that for me... I think I'm still searching for that other place. Mm. Like, I loved Paris when I was there. And, you know, I always still have a hankering to go back, but the French are just so fucking rude. Mm. <laughs> there's no way, mm. there's no way you could feel at home there. Um, I think I'm still searching for that place. Yeah. Where would it be for you? Well, Limerick, because that's yeah, my other home. But like Dublin, like
0: I save home for both, you know? Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm going home and then when I'm home, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go home at, you know? Yeah. It's like, where are you going? Like, yeah, you know? that's so true. So yeah, totally both. Um, and but, also probably West Clare is going to become like that because my yeah. parents just got a house down there and oh, fantastic. That's, a, that's a recent one for me because we I isolated down there like the- I feel like that's the first time I spent time there when I moved back from New York. Oh yeah, and I probably would have said New York before that, but I w- I wouldn't say that now, you know.
1: Yeah, that's so. funny. Home can kind of mean different things to you at different times. Yeah, I
0: suppose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: and I don't think it, it's only say just t- two places or anything. Like I I think home is so much a feeling. Mm. You know, some people you just immediately feel at home with, and then you like know, you she says be... in the
0: book about Charlie it was really, oh. I thought that was really cute.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just he, <laughs> you're she, like she, no. she got you know what she got it she got a little bit too cheesy there. At the end for me, but we'll let her away with it.
0: Speaking of home, uh, when I was at this conference on Tuesday after being quite sick on Monday, I had paid to stay over, it was in Mullingar, and I only realised Mullingar is literally 55 minutes from Dublin, so I was like, it's very close. I'm not staying in. I was like, I need to be at home in my bed. I need to be, I need to cuddle. I need to see Cooper. i you know. So I drove home. I like, I got home at like half 11 last night and woke up in my bed this morning. And I was like, there was no better, no better thing I could have done for myself. Oh. Because you cannot, I was like, I couldn't bear the thought of sleeping in a hotel room by myself.
1: Yeah, do you know what? I have so idealized that, but it's, it's really not all it's cracked up to be. I was in two hotels last week because of my whole, a road trip to Cork and Galway which was so idiotic um. but similar to you last night I just yesterday was just so tough between a couple of different things and all I wanted to do was go back to my mum and dad's and mm. I ended up having to do two interviews at like one was at nine and one was at half nine so I was like really late at this point but it was so worth the journey mm. you know sometimes you just need a little dose of home sometimes it's worth
0: that late night journey just to wake up somewhere yeah I'm heading home to Limerick this weekend for the first time in a long time because it's just been really busy Mm -hmm. and I'm so excited I can't wait to come home and get my hot water bottle in my bed they do that for me they roll out the red carpet because I don't get home often (laughs) enough anymore uh, you know they'll have orange juice in the fridge for me my mom will probably make volavons and quiche and yeah and I'm just really looking forward to it and just Wear my dressing gown around the house. All these like oh, so really good. basic things, but
1: but then I'm there for a day, and then my mom starts giving aid to me for wearing my shoes upstairs. And I'm like, all right, I'm going back to like this.
0: My parents are really relaxed about all that stuff in their in their old age. They're getting younger looking. when in their old age? I'm going to say it. Probably getting younger looking because we've nearly all moved out. Uh, <laughs> they aren't stressed anymore. <laughs> the gray hair is receding. Yeah. Um, for our next book club, we're thinking we're going to do Graham Norton's new book because we're big fans of Well, I Am.
1: I'm a big fan of Graham Norton. I'm a big fan of his wine, if that makes oh, any yeah, difference. Oh yeah, me too, always. <laughs> they make
0: a great pair. Um, it's called Forever Home. I was actually invited to a talk he was doing last week and I was raging. I couldn't go. Stop. I know, raging. Apparently but anyway. he got married. Yeah, I saw Very that. Very under the radar. Mm, he's a really good writer. Like, I loved all his other books. So, and I think it's a good one, you know, because it's based in Ireland and it'll give us loads to talk about in yes. book clubs. So. Yes, right. Yeah, so hopefully you can get involved. We're going to read up to chapter 20, so up to the end of chapter 19, and then we'll pick it up from there.
1: Great. Exciting. So let's have a look ahead at next week.
0: Oh, I'm so excited for next week. So Avian Garaghi just launched her new book, Every Day is a New Beginning. And it's amazing. It's a poetry book, all her favourite poems and her thoughts on the poems. And she's just an incredible speaker and storyteller. And every poem means something to her. And there was some of the poems I recognised, like one of the poems was read out at my best friend's wedding that I was made of honour at literally two Mm. weeks before, or (laughs) a week before. And, you know, some of them I recognise from school and some of them she's written and you can just relate to it, like moving houses and, you know, all these things and even stuff I can't can't relate to yet. It made me excited for like those new experiences. And yeah, yeah, it's lovely.
1: Let's take a quick listen to yourself and Avine.
0: In the story of your life, what's been the biggest plot twist? I
2: I, I never thought I'd end up countrified. (laughs) Like I never thought I'd end up in, in the West it was a big decision. Now, it was something that happened kind of over time and it happened organically and, you know, it wasn't just one day. I said, right, I'm up, I'm gone, you know. (laughs) It was like living out of suitcases when I could carve out the time to be with John and whatever and, um, you know, in between jobs and again, it was, you know, the nature of my work. You know, I might have been doing a show, like, with the or touring or whatever for, you know, a, a two-month stint, and then I was off for a few weeks of whatever, or I had a stint in Fair City, a storyline, and then maybe they gave me three weeks off and I could. So I was kind of dipping my my toe in the water for a while. And then I just had to, I, I had to, I suppose, be honest with myself. And I certainly, it's a shift in gear. Um... And yes, it's a slower pace. And I had to figure out how I could make it work for me. And things were slowing down in terms of work. And and that didn't sit well with me. Um, you know, that I wanted to be busy. And, you know, that that's my makeup. And I come from a family of entrepreneurs, I suppose. And, um, you know, there was an itch there that I certainly wanted to scratch in terms of business and, and, and you know, seeing the fruits of my labor, you know, putting the time and energy into something and then seeing it bloom. Whereas, you know, with acting, you could, do every course under the sun and you could upskill and, you know, you can keep training and you keep reading and going to the theatre and, you know, and meeting the right people and still it's subjective mm-hmm. and still you mightn't be someone's cup of tea and still it just might not happen. And right. it's, sometimes it's about luck, isn't it's it? It's luck, timing, uh, being in the right place at the right time, you know. And I, I, I found that exhausting. I mm-hmm. really did. And it started to chip away at my my confidence i suppose to a certain extent but also you know i was just like what what is what's this all for like you know and and when you're defined by what you do and you're not doing that thing mm-hmm. it it can get yeah it can get exhausting it was it was draining and i i, started, I wasn't depressed
0: but i Definitely felt, you know, low at you times. You didn't have like that sense of purpose or fulfilment. No. Yeah, no. I get that. Because yeah. it's kind of similar, I guess, in what I do.
2: Yeah, because it's, yeah, for sure, for sure. That like, you know, it's it's up and down and, yeah. you know,
0: the, 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 there's good days and bad
1: days yes, and,
2: yeah. and there's busy spells and there's quieter spells and, you know, you're in and out of vogue and all of that. Um, so I I suppose you, you, you build a thick skin and you pick yourself up, you dust yourself off. But it was my dad really who said, like, you know, why are you pigeonholing pigeonholing yourself? You're X, but you can also be Y. You you know, you don't have to put yourself into, you know, one particular Mm box. Try it out, see how it goes. And like Ennis now is home and and it, it doesn't feel like culture shock it did initially but for sure at the time I was like what is this where am I what am I doing um, initially but now like seeing the girls and what's on our doorstep and, and time in the outdoors oh, and, for kids
0: um, it's an amazing yeah you it's know a way gr- to lovely, live, lovely. Like. yeah it really what is Okay, so that's it for this week. Thanks so much for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed. I enjoyed this week. It was full of random chats and I'm going to talk to Sarah about the moon and the altar and all that stuff afterwards.
1: <laughs> I'll send you some pretty troubling images. Oh, uh, well, if
0: you can please rate and subscribe and share. i are really looking forward to next week's episode and thanks for listening. As always, we'll see you next week.